Hello and welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle and myself, Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through each episode. Hi and welcome to episode one of What's the Takeaway podcast. I'm Julie, Danielle and Jacqueline. And we are three friends drawn together by our love for Jesus, a heart for women's ministry and the desire to get God's word out to as many people as possible. So first of all, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Danny, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Hi, ladies. My name is Danielle and I made a decision to follow Christ 36 years ago. I've been teaching the Bible for around the same amount of time, which means that through my youth and adulthood, I've been a Bible teacher of some sort. I paid my dues in Sunday school and I've taught youth girls discipleship and women's Bible study during my Bible college years and for a short season at my sending church in California. I moved to Scotland 21 years ago with my husband. We were only married two years at the time, so we were being quite brave. Uh, Since landing, we've had two boys um, who would probably say they're more Scottish than American. I currently co-labor with Jacqueline and Julie at our women's Bible study. Jacqueline? Hi there, I'm Jacqueline. I've grown up all my life attending church and living in Scotland. I've been married to Colin for almost 22 years and we have two sons who are grown into fine young men. I was honoured to be handed the Women's Ministry Lead Baton in 2017 at a church that we've attended at and served in since our boys were wee and that my husband took over the pastor role last autumn. So we are most definitely in a new season of our lives and I have the pleasure of having Danny and Julie to do women's ministry with. I'm Julie. Um, I was brought up in the church and gave my heart to the Lord as a teenager. Since then, I've been involved in the worship ministry and now I'm worship leader for the women's uh, ministry where we three serve together. We're starting out our podcast with a mini-series on friendship. In this episode, we hope to cover friendship, what makes Christian friendships distinctively different, and we'll take a look at some examples of friendship in Scripture. We'll touch on vulnerability in friendships, and we trust that God will have something for you to take away today. A friendship is a relationship or state of being between two people who like each other. (laughs) A journey taking with each other with things we have in common. So let's break that down. What do we see as kind of worldly friendships, Julie? Well, if you look at friendships on social media, for example, um, there's a lot of fakeness, like a lot of presenting yourself in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then people see that and develop a maybe a chat relationship or just looking at what you post and following you along and and they sort of decide that they know you or that you're like they they know about your life but it's only what you're presenting as your life and it's not real and then really they don't know who you are at all or the reverse you get enthralled in someone's life and you think you know who they are but you really don't because that they're only presenting the best bits of Mm -hmm. their life to you and so you really don't have anything to form a friendship with there um i mean all social media platforms have have that going on instagram yeah, like facebook every filter like, under the sun yeah like it's all there's no, there's no reality <laughs> because it's not there's not that 
face to face in person anything going on yeah mm-hmm. and have you ever noticed with the social media you might have somebody on your friends list <laughs> who you actually think i don't actually know how you got on my friends yeah. list, mm-hmm. and yeah. you interact and you're oh nice photo like your top you know all these kind of <laughs> happy birthday and then you walk past them in the street and you have no idea the who time. they are and it's just that kind of reality of how fake social media mm-hmm. can be. Obviously, mm-hmm. it can also keep some friendships really close together, but yeah. there is that element of face, um, fakeness. Yeah. What about you, Danny? I'm just thinking about how you're talking about all that and how the definition was journey, like to be on a mm. journey together. Is that what it said, Jacqueline? Yep. Yeah. Um, to, go ahead and repeat that if you want. No. Oh, I thought it said something about being on a journey. We have one, um, a journey taken with each other. Yeah, a journey taken yeah. with each other. I like that because even on social media, it can look like you're taking a journey with somebody and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is like every single day we need people in our lives to go on a journey with. Mm-hmm. And I know like in the world we journey through like I think sometimes we can base the journey around an adventure or a thing you know what I mean like even like we were saying like the golden ember filter of Instagram like mm-hmm. we kind of present it a certain way our kids now have grown up in a society where they think friendships is just the likes or the you know whatever how many friends you have but I think we know I think we've come from a different generation as well is that we know that we need community and we know that we need people in our lives so I think there's like a I think within some of us, not all of us in the world, but some of us have like this instinctive drive to be part of something or a group of people. And I think it's someone to go along the journey with. Yeah. Mm. So I really liked that definition. But I mean, I don't I mean, my age gap puts me in an area where it's like social media. I can understand that that's not my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> but like your your mums that you've got, like your school mum yeah. friends, the mums that you maybe meet at yeah. toddlers or mm-hmm. the yeah. people that you meet at work that become your friends, you know. Yeah, they're on the journey of motherhood. They're on the journey of like whatever it might be. I mean, all your Slimming World Mm -hmm. friends. I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like you're on that journey with it. Other diet classes are available. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know, like you're right. Like you start that phase of your life and then you're on that journey with people. Mm -hmm. Because I remember doing that, like when the kids had just been brought to school or nursery and I was thinking like, who am I going to spend my day with? Like I just dropped them off. But I feel like God really did raise up some people and, and a lot of them were unsaved, you know, non-professing Christian people. So that was even like an opportunity for me. But I think for me, if I can get into that, I think that is the distinctive difference between um, something that you have and something that, that God gives us. Mm-hmm. And I think like the word distinctively different mm-hmm. is a word that I was really kind of stuck on because I feel that Christian relationships are distinctively different. Christian friendships are distinctively different. And I would do things in practice with you guys that I probably, you ladies, that I probably would not do with like non you know, Christian friends. I mean, maybe I should start practicing that, but nonetheless. So I was thinking about some of the things about what makes it distinctively different. It is the foundation of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose is to take each other to Christ and um, to lead each other to Christ. For me, in my my life journey, I've seen that. But Jacqueline, I think you brought up the example of Naomi and, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, the story of Ruth and Naomi in the Bible is absolutely one of my favorites. And it's such a good example of friendship on many levels. Yeah, they were mother and daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. but they were also they were also friends. And it's just a good example of good biblical friendship, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So we've got Naomi as an older lady, that even in her bitterness, and she's, remember she says, call me Mara, because mm-hmm. the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Mm-hmm. But she still guided Ruth. She still kept her on the right path. And Ruth was a new believer, we know that. But she helped to guide her towards God, and she helped to guide her 
along the the correct way yeah. mm-hmm. to make herself known to Boaz, yeah. to go to the fields, to gleam, all these things, the whole time just guiding her correctly um, and ensuring that in such a hard time in their lives that they were just always pointing towards God. And I yeah. think that's the important thing. And through that, we know that Ruth, she got redeemed. Mm-hmm. And it's such, oh, it's an amazing story. Um, and it's one of your favourite stories. Oh, it that, really yeah. is. And and I'll take it a wee stage further as well. Like To me, when I read it, it's not just, you know, Ru- Naomi is this older woman telling Ruth, well, this is what you should do. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. When I hear it and when I read the book of Ruth, I can see them sitting down together and them saying, tell me about this man that's looking after you in the field and tell, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of friendship. And I can imagine yeah. them laughing and crying together and just really doing life together mm-hmm. in such a special way. So do we all just need an older, better lady in our lives? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that can just be cutthroat and guide us to the truth. I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I was, think, I was thinking of the story in the Gospels. Actually, I think you brought this up as well, Jacqueline, the, the story in Luke um, in 5. And I'm just going to read it because it, it really is a touching story about how the a group of friends brought a man to Jesus. So in Luke 5, 18, he says, um, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him, him into the house to lay him before Jesus. And then verse 19 says, when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, which I love this. This is great. They went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. But when I kept reading this, I was like, okay, these, this is great. You have like a gangbuster of friends that are willing to get you to God when you're not even capable. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, that analogy of the paralyzed man. But then I went on and I read verse 20. And this is where I sort of was like, what? This is amazing. He says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And that really distracted me. I got Mm -hmm. really distracted right there because I thought, oh, I was going into the story looking about how these gangbusters, you know, brought this guy before the Lord. And what a beautiful group of men, first of all, like those are the people I want to hang out with. But Mm -hmm. also Jesus called the man friend. And I was just sort of meditating on that for a while. And I thought, what does that word even mean? You know, like what what is that? What is it saying to us? And um, and it led me to John 15, where it says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. This is John 15, 15. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I've made known to you. And I was like, here's Jesus again, calling us his friends. And I was really touched by that. And it's the word philos in Greek. And it means to wish someone well, to join with them. So that brought me back to the journey Mm -hmm. to join Mm -hmm. with them and to favor them. And that just took me another step further, like you said, because I was like favored. Mm. Like God is looking at this man and he was like, I favor you. Mm -hmm. I love you. I want brotherhood with you or sisterhood. You know, for us, it would be sisterhood. And it made me think about when he says you favored him or he wants well for him. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts mm. that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you. So in my mind, I was thinking, God, like you, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. You're our initial first friend. And that's where we learn, I think, about what true love, true philos, true brotherly love is. And it brought me to the Proverbs, a man. So this is Proverbs 18, 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer to a brother than a brother. And that's that for me, that is that initial friendship with Christ, like coming out of the world, becoming a Christian. I was young when that all happened and God had to kind of reestablish my beliefs about mm-hmm. so many things, but definitely knowing that he was my friend and my companion. My, he even says, you know, and I think in the, the Hebrew, it means a fellow citizen. You know, he considers him a fellow citizen of heaven alongside of us. So we have God's friendship. 
and we have friends or can be friends. And that's another part of it, the being the friend, mm-hmm. the being the Jesus to somebody else. Like the ones in Luke who bust through, take you to Jesus, just kind of give you the strength you need to get to the Lord when you can't, which is kind yes. of what Naomi did. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking about it from the perspective of when I, I, I work in suicide prevention and when I'm sitting with people who are at the end of the rope and they're like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to take the next step. We always say, you can borrow my hope because they lose hope. But I sort of think like in Christianity, um, we help each other when our hope runs mm-hmm. out or our faith runs out. So for me, those are some distinctive differences. Like They're like this, the sort of things that kind of make it so different. Um is bringing us to Christ, you know, leaning on each other, depending on each other. And then you have the story of Moses and Aaron and her, which I love her, by the way, when I get down to the the bottom of my notes, I'll tell you about her because he's really cool. (laughs) So it's in Exodus 17 and it starts in verse 12. And it says, when Moses's arms grew tired, which we've all been there, haven't we Mm -hmm. girls, Aaron and her brought a stone for him to sit on. And while they stood beside him and held up his arms, holding them steady until the sun went down. That's some good friendship Mm -hmm. till the sun went Mm -hmm. down in this way. Joshua totally defeated the Amalekites. So Moses grew weary in the battle and these two friends give him a place to sit. You know, Mm -hmm. this is a guidance for us. This is in one sense what God does for us, but in another sense, what we do for others as friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we can give someone a place to sit. And I think that's what we love about women's ministry, the three of us, Mm -hmm. is that we do love actually giving women a place to sit. Um, Held up their arms steady, it says. Specifically, it says steady, which I really hung on to as well, until the sun went down, which is a very long time. And sometimes we endure with one another Mm -hmm. through hardships for a season, you know, a long time. And that is how the battle was won. You know, the battle was won with these three binding themselves together for this one purpose. So because three friends working together to make it happen, no judgment, you know, like, hey, Moses, you're so weak. What's your problem? You know what I mean? No <laughs> mm-hmm. condemnation, you know, no, no condemnation. And by the way, her, this is what I kind of thought was cool. He's kind of obscure. Like he wasn't in it for himself, but for the overall work of God. And I love that because you don't see her going like, hey, I held up your hands for a whole night, (laughs) pal. Where are you at and giving me some retribution of that? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see that. Her went in kind of with the same mind and heart. And he went in to help defeat this enemy in this battle. And I think it's, once again, a metaphor for Christian friendship. Mm -hmm. You know, like we hold Mm -hmm. each other up. We go through long seasons. We give someone a place to sit. So there's a spiritual connection in Christian friendship. It's a like-mindedness, a camaraderie of purpose. You know, we have that, ladies. We have a camaraderie of purpose. And it's to get, this is what I think our camaraderie and purpose is, to get to Jesus at all cost, you know, to Mm -hmm. get to him. And maybe that's what makes um, Christian relationships, Christian friendships so distinct. And I think sometimes our minds can um, play in the past about hurts and pains. And we'll get there one day in this podcast talking about that. But it can play on that. And then we don't know how to move forward. But I would say this. I would say find friends that have a distinct heart to bring you Mm -hmm. to Jesus. You know, so Julie, what do you think makes Christian friendship distinctively different? Well, I think it's interesting that you said spiritual connection because I have that specifically in my notes as well. Um, I think that is a really important aspect of Christian friendship in comparison to other kinds of friendships is that spiritual connection and that common goal as well like you said which is 
it, it's an eternal goal, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like our our common goal is is heavenly. Um, and I mean, we can have really special friendships out with our faith as mm-hmm. well, but. Yeah. When you have a friendship with another believer, Jesus is in the mix as well. And, and that's what makes it different. That's what makes it transcend mm-hmm. other types of friendships is because your your foundation for friendship is based on your faith. Mm-hmm. And you invite the Holy Spirit into mm-hmm. that relationship. And it mm-hmm. just makes it like a next level mm-hmm. thing altogether. Yeah. I do think like it is important to to point out that when we're talking about this distinctive difference, it doesn't mean that we behave spiritually different with one group or with another. Because I think continuity in our own lives for our mm-hmm. own faith is important. Yeah. So we live out that spiritual journey in front of other people. So when people come to us, the distinct difference is when they come to us, we're going to take them to prayer, to mm-hmm. Jesus, to the word. You know, whether you're saved or unsaved, yeah. whether you're born again, whether you're Christian or not, mm-hmm. we're going to our heart's desire is for you to meet the friend of mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. So it's like that there's that continuity in our own lives. So perhaps maybe it's not about having distinct friendships. It's just what makes you distinctively different as a friend, maybe. Yeah. 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 And the Bible tells us we have to be the salt and the light. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. who we should be with all our friends. It shouldn't be we'll act one way with one group and one way with another group. Yeah. You know, we should we should be consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good point to look at different types of friendships that mm-hmm. we have. And um, because, you know, we don't all have the same type of friendship. Our three friendship here is very much grounded in our love for women's ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't necessarily do life together, but we do women's ministry together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You two ladies do life together as well. And it's good to know that within different friendship groups, there's different friendship absolutely needed so if we look at you know different types of friends that we get like we can get our friends that we're really close with Mm -hmm. we can get our friends that they're they're the spiritual guide that you know you need to seek out Mm -hmm. and it's funny god can sometimes if you're you know in a bit of a maybe feeling a bit lower a bit upset about something and sometimes god actually just whispers in his ear this is the friend you have to go to Mm -hmm. and that's quite profound and you'll be thinking but that wouldn't necessarily be the friend that I would go to. Mm-hmm. But God knows that that person has what you need because he's equipped them. So that's a really mm-hmm. important thing as well. <laughs> um, so we, lots of different types of spiritual yeah. friends as mm-hmm. well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. also, any, is there any other types of spiritual friends you want to add in there? Um, I mean, I was actually looking at uh, Jonathan and David because they kind of came to my heart and to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I want to go back and look at Jonathan and David because I remember learning about them throughout like my whole journey of te- learning how to study the Bible and whatnot. But I remember thinking about Jonathan and David and and how there was this really close, intimate friendship. Like if you think about Jonathan and David, sometimes people will even say, um, you know, that if they're talking about biblical friendship, they'll kind of like cite Jonathan and David, but mm-hmm. I wanted to actually go look at it. And that story is in First Samuel in, in chapter 18. Um, it says, after David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. And there was an immediate bond between them for Jonathan loved David. And I was thinking about how like when you walk into a room and you sometimes know that someone's a Christian, mm-hmm. like you have this immediate bond. Like there's yeah. something distinctively different about you that I sense. And that's that spiritual yeah. mm-hmm. knowledge, that spiritual, the Holy Spirit kind of working in yeah. your lives. And then he says in verse two, from that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. 
kept him captive. He's like, you're my new bestie. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. And I was like, man, he loved him as he loved himself. Like, that's a tough, that's like incredible friendship. You know, you, I'm sure you ladies have friends like that in your Mm -hmm. life, but the immediate bond, you know, that, that immediate understanding that there's something special here. um, It's not going to happen immediate for everybody, but in some cases, it can be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. love the story of you and me. Yeah. It wasn't an immediate bond, but there was an immediate word from the Lord when you were cutting my hair, which is one of my favorite. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite stories because I love to see a promise fulfilled. But you were sitting there cutting my hair, and I was like, hey, you want to come over and serve with us? And you're like, eh, I'm not so sure. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, in my ear, I hear God kind of just whisper to me. And I know that sounds all kind of high, high flute and spirituality, but it's true. I had this immediate knowledge that one day you and I are going to work together and it was going to be fine. And I didn't need to beg you to come on over. <laughs> so it's good because I had that immediate, you know, knowledge. And that probably only took um, about 15 years. Like a thousand years. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mention obedience right now. We'll talk about that later. But so, you know, he there was a love between them. They made a pact. And he loved him as himself. And that's a powerful friendship, you know. And I I, I have friends like that, that mm-hmm. I love so close. I know. So to love others as we love ourselves is incredibly difficult. And it, it actually, and this is a big word in friendship. Here we go, people. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like vulnerability is a necessity to engaging Christian friendships. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it, it might as well just be a curse word because it's so difficult to be trans transported into Christianity and into the church mm-hmm. and then kind of reopen yourself back up. Mm-hmm. But it's necessary. It's a necessary thing. And sometimes we do have to do the difficult things. Yeah, I think as well, when we look at vulnerability, sometimes we can take our experiences from other relationships, yeah, whether totally. they're Christian relationships or non-Christian mm-hmm. relationships, and we can take them into the next, can't we? Where we, mm-hmm. we can have our walls up yeah. and we can, you know, be a bit, kind of well I'm not really going to let this person in mm-hmm. I think yeah. this you know even looking at God choosing sandpaper friends for us oh, have you heard yeah, that I love that yeah. and sometimes they can bring out your vulnerability <clears throat> to the max and yeah. when I was thinking about this as I was driving up today I was thinking about sandpaper friends and I was thinking about okay who are my sandpaper friends oh. and then you know mm. I just felt God saying who are you the sandpaper friend oh. to oh. Oh, I thought oh check your spirit you know and then I thought I'm actually really grateful for my sandpaper oh. friends because some of them can be the closest friends that you have. Mm-hmm. The ones that are actually, they're the ones that test your spirit. Are you talking they're about me right now? <laughs> <laughs> test your spirit. <laughs> they're the ones that, they are the ones that do test your spirit. The ones that, you know, that you really sometimes cry out to God. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what, God? But God. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I think that they do, they play a really, really important part. And, you know, they're polishing us up for who God really wants yeah. us to be. And, mm-hmm. Almost actually, I think they kind of almost pick out all our way, faults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was trying to think, I was trying to find a way yeah. to say that, but yeah, absolutely, um, all our faults. And yeah. I think, or they don't necessarily call them out. No, but they bring them to our forefront of our yes. mind. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so impatient. I'm yeah. so intolerant. I'm so you know, and the list goes Are on. You're describing me. <laughs> I promise you I'm not. I'm not. Actually, yeah. you're the opposite. You're not my sandpaper friend if that's what you're asking. I will tell No, just kidding. <laughs> well, no. So I, I definitely, um, I think as well, the other big thing, and I see this a lot within women's ministry, is that it's not our job to play the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not our job to go and, you know, really call all of our friends out and things. That's so damaging, God isn't it? God uses. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, we might 
use you to call me out and something might use me, you know, they can use that. But it's not, well, I'm a Christian and this is a Christian friendship, so I can call you out and everything mm. you're doing wrong mm-hmm. because that isn't really, we have not to play the Holy Spirit. Absolutely we have to pray for not. the people. Mm-hmm. We have to point them towards God. And that is really, that's that's yeah. what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. I've got a lovely wee quote that I'd heard um, and it's, Jesus gives us friendships and community as a gift, a little piece of heaven on earth. Oh, I remembered that this week yeah. as well. I was like, oh, it's a little piece of heaven on I earth. I love that. That is I good. I really do. And I feel for my heart kind of like, when I hear you say that, I feel so blessed that mm. I have had that experience. And then my heart breaks a little bit for people who are reluctant to that. Yeah. You know, they just can't get past the entering into that. So mm. hopefully we'll be able to discuss that a little Absolutely. bit more in the future. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So, so gals... Is it time? Is it time for us to reflect now and ask ourselves what's the takeaway from this chat? Are oh, we there yet? I think so. Okay. I think so. So, Julie, we'll you start. go first because us chatty Cathy's have taken over. <laughs> All right. Um, I think I just, I'm really, I guess, being reminded or shown like how important Christian friendships are mm. and how, um, how rich they can be and how deep and how much of a positive influence they can have on our faith and on our walk with Christ Mm -hmm. because we when we have that healthy friendship that's based on faith we should be pointing one another to Christ Mm -hmm. and we should be you know knowing what each other's struggles are and bringing one another in prayer Mm -hmm. before the Lord and you know checking in on each other and really being that um having that soul connection like Mm -hmm. David and Jonathan had yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your takeaway, Jacqueline? Oh, am I allowed to? What's the takeaway? <laughs> You're allowed to. Am That's I allowed to takeaways? Is sure. that okay? I know. You can get um, a rice and a fry. Well, I'm going to. T- I, I am definitely going to take away the you know God kind of going who who are you the sandpaper person mm. to, mm. and I'm going to ask God to use me, but also to make sure it's for His purpose and it's not just been me looking for you know ways to be sandpaper. Yeah, and I don't think I look for them, but you know I think when. You're a certain type of person, you yeah. know. Um, and my other thing is the Aaron and um, Moses and her. Mm. I think I need to be maybe better at being Moses and mm. allowing people to support me. Uh, yeah. I love that. That's really good. We'll be there for I'll you if you want us. Yeah. <laughs> what's my takeaway? That. <laughs> so what's my takeaway? My takeaway, it was really great kind of rummaging through this sort of idea because um, because I have been a Christian for a long time, it kind of made me go through a journey of my different relationships and friendships. And I get very hurt and feel very rejected when things have to end because I'm like, why does it have to end? I love you. But, you know, life moves and you have to move on. And I don't really respond well to that. But I have had a friend that has always stuck by me, has always had my back, has always looked after me, has always wanted the best for me. And that is the Lord. He's always been there. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Mm. Um and that to me is like the treasure of all treasures. And then I think I really want to be that for other people. And I know that's a big thing. But for me, the biggest takeaway of how I can be that is to give someone a place to sit, which I mm-hmm. think is sort of my lifestyle anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it even brought it more home in specific because we work in women's ministry get it together. And that's what we talk a lot about is in the Women's Bible City. When we meet on a Thursday night, I really just want to give the women a place I mean, they're well taught. Absolutely. They're loved. Yeah, they the worship's great. But I want to give them a place to sit yeah. and just be who they need to be yeah. in that moment. Absolutely. If it's a cry, if it's a mm-hmm. support of some kind, like I want to give them a place mm-hmm. to sit. Definitely. So that's my takeaway. Oh. Well, ladies, I think that uh, draws us to a close. Um, I think we should pray together and for the ladies that are listening. 
and um, thanks everyone for joining us today. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you for this time where we can get together and chat and discuss your word and, and what it means to be a good friend and what different types of friendships look like and, and how we can bring Jesus to our friends and and um, and be that person to lift someone's arms up or give them some place to, to sit and just be heard, Lord. And I pray that you would bless the ladies that are listening, that um, that you would give them something really special to take away from this episode and that you would um, just go with us until we meet together again. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad you joined us for this episode. If you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too, please, would you do us a favor, like, share, and review the podcast. Also, you could leave us a wee message of what your takeaway was from the episode. This helps us get the message of God's goodness out to more people. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, links in bio. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace.